sometime soon. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. Obviously, I don't have the tech down. Oh. <laughs> practice, practice, practice. Right. Just keep running into walls, man, until I get past one. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm going to run this live on Facebook. Let's see what happens here. I've not done this before. Okay. Choose where you want on my timeline. Oh, wait. On a page that I manage. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, let's see. Man, it looks like it's going gonna, it's gonna to slide through. Let's see here. Okay, I see us. Very interesting. It is Friday, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. That's about how I feel, man. So everything blurs together anymore. It does. Okay, let's see right here. It's, uh, let's see, where do we go? How did I go so wrong here? <laughs> I'm hearing a really, I think it's got to be mine. But maybe my microphone volume is too loud. Let me see. Let me check that real quick before we. What, uh, what are you hearing? Uh, it sounds like my, like my, um, microphone level is really high. It is. Okay. Can, can you hear me fine? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I can adjust my volume on my end. Okay. Say something. Can you hear me? Yeah, and I'll Good. say something again. Good to go. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I spun the right direction on the little volume control here. Okay, let me see. I, I stole my son's uh, Xbox headphones to be able to plug into my laptop. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> Tag you in this, and then we'll go live and see what it does. Redirecting to the page. Oh yeah, look at that, man! It even says it on my end. <laughs> I'm, I'm astonished with technology. Yeah, it, uh, I, I do everything I do for my my company is all digital technological stuff and, and I am so stone age and archaic it's ridiculous <laughs> that's me man I'm tracking with you okay I'm gonna just look grab it on my phone so I can so I can uh, so I can see it there okay let's see here there we are that way I can see uh, comments also okay Oh, wait, I need to turn the volume off on that. Otherwise, it's going to mess us up. There we go. Here you go. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'm J.R. Alanis, and I'm the owner of Third Day Coffee. And this is sort of a precursor to a podcast that we want to launch in the next month or so called uh, God Coffee Country. And uh, one of our brothers reached out this week. Uh, business was a little slow, and he reached out, and in true fashion, uh, brothers and sisters, a lot of people stepped up, and so things are happening, uh, as they always do when we reach out, right? And so um, 
a little bit about myself. I started the coffee business uh, a couple of years ago and uh, in the group where I met JD, who I'll introduce here in just a second, um, I joined a group of veteran entrepreneurs that really changed the face of my company. Uh, I found a, a gentleman, uh, Justin Charpentier, who was doing a marketing class um, and I was able to um, use those skills that I learned and I started marketing my company in a different way and uh, it just seemed like, like, like it just started to explode. And so, um, how you doing Richard? Uh, I just, we're, I'm doing my first one so we'll see how this goes. Um, so today I've got a guest uh, with me and again he's a fellow veteran and I'm gonna let him introduce himself because I know a little bit about JD, but I don't know a lot of him, so uh, I'm gonna let him tell you all the particulars of his of his bio. So without further ado, I uh, JD and Tyranny, right? Is that, is that proper? Yeah, Tyranny is correct. Okay, so tell us about yourself, JD. So I'm JD Tyranny. I am the owner of Southpaw Laser Concepts based out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, I am an Air Force veteran. Uh, no real call stories that came out of that. I uh, did just over four years. I was a security police, security forces, um, just like anybody else in the military. got some really good uh, after-hour stories, but we'll leave those for another uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, now, just the business owner, family man, husband, father. Uh, we have pretty much a farm in our house. And the status quo of dogs and cats. And figuring uh, everything out as we go along. So the Air Force, you were a cop, basically. Security yeah, stateside, I was a cop. And then uh, a few times went overseas, did um, either LPOPs, uh, you know, sitting in a foxhole on the wire, doing uh, vehicle and personnel searches and, and control points, uh, patrols, and um, I was a turret gunner for uh, convoy security in a lot of places. Uh, first deployment was in... Uh, Albania and Kosovo back in 99 when, when the, uh, that whole thing was going on with all the refugees coming from Kosovo into uh, the bordering country of Albania, going back and forth a lot there. And then stateside, yeah, did a patrol security for um, top secret areas, classified areas uh, in Lackland, in San Antonio area. That's, uh, that's interesting because had you been in a little bit longer, you probably would have been security over at my place. And, probably. Uh, yeah. What's weird, my, my brother was a prior army, and he got out and uh, went overseas as a civilian contractor. He was in Iraq for seven years, and he ended up running into some of the guys that I had served with over there. So it's just a real small world. Yeah, and, and in the military, it seems like that world – even though technically there's only 3% of us of the population that join, it seems like that world just gets smaller and smaller and smaller, you know? I see it every time I get a Facebook or friend request. It's like 183 mutual friends. I'm like, how have I never heard of you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but it, it, it's so obscure uh, ways that we're all interconnected that it's blows your mind. Yeah, and, and I think with business, too, now it's uh, even more so, right, because uh, uh, we're all trying to network and help each other out somehow, and, and uh, I know that some of the groups uh, have just been really a blessing uh, for me personally, uh, and I know many others, you know, that think the same way that, you know, I mean, we were groomed to work well with others, even if we didn't like each other, <laughs> and so... Uh, it's no surprise that, that with the veteran groups that we belong to, um, that we're eager to, because, you know, these are actually people that are like-minded, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, Jer Joe Dirtbag, the guy that you can't stand that, you know, keeps getting everybody in trouble in your unit. It's people that actually want to help you. I think most of us that are veterans that have gone into entrepreneurship in one direction or another, I think most of us did it just because, uh. We don't play well with others that aren't veterans, and uh, I know for the longest time it was very difficult for me to not try to hold people to the same standards I held myself to when it came to being on the clock. You know, off the clock, I do some really stupid things, but on the clock, it's 
business. So you, you do what you got to do. You do it as fast as you can. I had a, a manager at one point tell me I was going to work myself out of a job. I'm like, you want it done and you want it done quickly, don't you? And, and I think that, that mentality, and I've discussed this with other veterans, and it, it seems to be pretty common across the board. Yeah, um, I, I, I know that feeling. I know that when I got out of the service, I bounced around about every two years. Every That was my max. I couldn't deal with people. Uh, I kept looking for that, that unit, even though you didn't get along with everybody. You know, I was on a ship, right? I was in the Navy. So even though I didn't get along with everybody, we were still, you know, a well-oiled machine. And, and all the pieces and cogs, they all fit together when we went out to sea and we all worked as one. And so when you get out, you keep looking for that. I didn't know I was looking for it. Um, I just, you know, I just kept looking for something that wasn't there. And I kept about every two years I moved around. Uh, and then 10 years ago, you know, I got the job where I'm at now. And, and I got hired by two retired full bird colonels in the Army. And um, they're still giving me crap about being Navy, but I give, it, I give it right back to them. I mean, they're probably accurate. Well, you know, I mean, they keep losing in December is the problem. And so they have an issue with it. And, uh, and so anyway, uh, so let's talk about, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, I was on Richard Kaufman's uh, – the comeback coach, uh, we, we, you know, I know we've all sponsored his show at one time or another. Uh, he just made the top 10 list of podcasts. So he's like, you know, he's, he's doing really well. I was blown away with that list of how many people that I know and I've interacted with so many times. And, and I don't think anything about it. I'm like, they're just normal people to me because I've talked to them, chatted with them, interviewed with them, whatever, done business with them to one degree or another. And, and it's like, I counted out of that 25 list, I think like 18 of them I've had regular contact with. Yeah, it's insane. And congrats right? to every one of them. I mean, that's that is oh, amazing yeah. to see that that level of, of commitment and just making it happen. Yeah. By so many of them. You know, one of the things Justin taught us early on, man, is that uh, the more that you get online, the more that you have an online presence, the more people are going to notice you. And so you just got to keep doing that stuff. And, and a podcast was something that I really hadn't thought about doing uh, until recently, you know. Uh, and it's ironic because, the you know, my business is starting to, to blow up uh, so much that, you know, sometimes I'm running around chasing my tail. And sometimes I'm up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning roasting out in the trailer. And then, you know, it just it's a, not, it's a never-ending process. And I, and I think I this is what I prayed for. And so, you know, they always tell you, be careful what you pray for because God might just give it to you. Um, but one of the things that Richard said uh, or asked uh, that, that stuck out in my head, um, and I, now everybody's trying to call me while I'm, while I'm talking to you. I apologize. Uh, and now I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I, I was talking to Richard when I did his thing, and he says he asked me, he said, how'd you get in the coffee business? And I told him my story, and um, and he said, um, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> can you hear that? Yes. Is it all the same person? <laughs> yes. Okay. I got to – how do I – Make sure that's not an emergency. It's not. It's not. We're taking the tractor over to his house tomorrow. Not a big deal. Um, Richard said, you know, it's funny that everybody gets out of the military. They either want to make hats, sell T-shirts, or sell coffee. And and I started thinking about that for a minute. <laughs> and if you look at some of the groups that we belong to, uh, there's a lot of people that are doing, you know, T-shirts, coffee, and, and hats. And uh, your hats are definitely unique. Uh, I'm wearing one that, that I asked you for. And so let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, how did you – make the transition from being a military police officer uh, to, to doing hats. Okay, I'll give you the, uh, the Cliffs notes of it because there was, I got out in 2003. Uh, just like you had said, I bounced from job to job to job uh, to just about every aspect there was of, of construction from pouring foundation all the way to roofing and everything in between. Didn't like that. Got into, I bartended off and on for a while. You know, didn't have kids, no responsibilities. So, oh, 
nobody likes mud loggers out there on location. And uh, worked my way up, saved up, got a, went to engineering school, actually two engineering schools, uh, became a drilling fluids engineer for a while. And then 2015 rolls around when the oil fields dumped, I saw the writing on the wall with the company I was at and jumped ship, went to another oil field company with a different position and just continued moving up the chain. Um, I was in a really gnarly motorcycle wreck um, in 2017 in the hospital, in ICU for a week in the hospital for just shy of a week after that, uh, recovering a bunch of sur surgeries, uh, had a brain injury. I wear a helmet now when I ride, so that's good. And it was, it was that was kind of the catalyst of, okay, you've been toying with this idea, let's make it happen because don't know when when your last day is. So I don't want to wake up at 65 and say, what if? Or I don't want to die at 41 and a half and say, what if? And uh, launched the lasering, laser engraving company. Had no clue what I was doing. Like I was taking orders before I even knew how to use my machine because <laughs> I'm an idiot. And uh, yeah, I fumbled through, through that for a while. And uh, I was really pushing products that I liked but nobody else really on a scalable um, uh, plane. Just nobody else would, would buy them. You know, I'd get the onesies, twosies here and there, but it wasn't anything that would last long term. Uh, after many conversations with my wife, I ended up shutting the door. This, well, I could make the drill bit go like this and drill it 90 degrees out at two miles underneath the surface of the earth. And uh, on my days off, I'm addicted to hats. So my days off, I was buying four, five hats a month. And, uh, you know, I'd mow the lawn in one. It'd be dirty. I couldn't use it again, so I'd have to go buy a new one. And uh, I was like, I still have my laser engraving machine. I want to make my own. I saw another company, you know, and... and uh, all transparency, I am not the inventor of laser engraved leather hats. I am not the first company to do that. It was just something that I latched onto. So I made some for myself, posted them on Facebook. And next thing I know, there's $1,000 worth of orders in a month. I'm like, hey, this is awesome. This is going to be some vacation money. Had still had no plans on uh, it being a full-time gig. And uh, was making really good money in, in the oil fields. Uh, I'd always been looking for the exit strategy though, because I was missing all the time with the family. I was out for sometimes four or five, six weeks at a time. And, uh, in December of last year, I got laid off and hmm. I was like, let's, let's do it. Let's go full bore. And, uh, yeah, that leads us to now. And now it's, <laughs> it's a full time, uh, gig making hats, beanies, um, I'm calling them snafu patches, but, you know, with the hook and loop back to where you can, like this guy here, you know, being able to, the, the term morale patch has been trademarked by a company, so uh, cannot use that term anymore. So I'm calling them snafu patches because it's a military term that we all know and adore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so let me ask you about uh, getting laid off, man, because um, I recently made the decision, you know, in I intentionally uh, set a date to leave my job. And, uh, and that's hard for me because the whole time I've been married, you know, I've always, you know, made, been the breadwinner, whatever you want to call it. My wife's got a great career. Um, and and it's, it's funny because my wife retired from the state with 30 years as an epidemiologist, started getting that monthly paycheck in the mail, right? And then... Uh, when COVID hit, she got laid off from the job that she was working her second career at the eye doctors and got hired back on by Comal County to do the same thing and making more money than she was making with the state. And so all of a sudden, the roles just completely switched and flopped over. And now, you know, uh, she was making more money than I was, which is, I mean, it was just in the 
incredible blessing. Uh, but, you know, I still feel, and I guess part of the apprehension of me leaving my job was, man, I'm going to leave that steady paycheck, you know. And you and I both know that steady paychecks when you're self-employed are, you know, you got to chase oh, what's them. What's a paycheck? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I haven't got paid yet. I haven't seen a I'm paycheck just... in a year. <laughs> I'm just selling coffee. I'm not getting paid. You're right. Uh, but how does that, um, man, getting laid off, I mean, how did you how did you say, okay, I've got all this stuff. I'm going to do this full time because, you know, I mean, what? Um, because Luckily, we had some saved up at the time. And I was honestly expecting to go back at some point. And uh, this was just going to keep us. God bless my wife uh, and her patients, and she has a great job. Uh, she's a respiratory therapist at a hospital. She specializes in uh, neonatal. And uh, so, you know, luckily her support has really kept it going, and, and I'm not going to say it's been perfect and flawless and unicorns and glitter and rainbows, but uh, we make it work. And, and like you're saying, I was the breadwinner for, for a long, long time, and – there are months now where she easily makes more than I do, but, and, and we're firm believers in traditional gender roles in our, in our household. You know, I don't think everybody needs to believe that, but it works for us. But the, uh, wherever the money comes from is not an issue for us. As long as we have roof over our heads, food on our table and kids are squared away, you know, that's, I think that's just the biggest thing. As long as we're taken care of. Yeah. The, um, uh, I, I'm, we're the same way, JD. We, uh, our money all goes into the same pot, uh, and, and we pay the bills from there. And, um, you know, we try to live a biblical, the way God intended for our families to be structured. Um, and so sometimes we don't always agree, you know, uh, but, uh, I've got a great wife that just, you know, fortunately she believes exactly the way I do. And so, um, uh, that's what's you know kept us together for so long. So let's talk more about your business now. Let's talk about your hats. Uh, I'm wearing one. Um, and for those of you who have not seen the prey hat, is it backwards or do you see it the way it's supposed to? It's it's regular. It's not inverted. Okay. So uh, I I contacted the reason I came across JD the way we met was um, again I was looking for promotional stuff. Uh, and I, and I'm, I've got one of our other brothers working on my actual company logo because we're changing it. Uh, the initial phone call that JD and I had was he was going to do some company hats for me. And, uh, and so, but he needed a logo, uh, that was different from the one that I had made. And so I reached out and, and that believe it or not, but they're still messing with <laughs> It's still getting changed and messed with cause I'm not, you know, we're, I'm changing it. And so, um, I said, listen, I'm, meanwhile, you know, I'm going to order a Navy hat, and why don't you get me a, uh, a hat that says pray? And, and I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't give you any graphics. Uh, but, you know, it just it couldn't have come out more perfect. And, uh, and I, I don't like – I've got a bunch of hats, and I don't like the hats that are – you know, this is a very well-made hat. And um, I love the fact that, you know, I can adjust it the way I want it because my head is unusual, right? Everybody's – uh, you know, everybody doesn't fit into those. Uh, I know some of those those fitted hats are, you know, they have a cool look to them too. But, you know, I like to have my hat pinned on my head when I'm going outside and, you know, the horses are hitting me or whatever. You know, I don't want it to just fall off. And so I really enjoy the hat. And the other hat that I had you made was my, obviously, right, the finest uh, seafaring Navy in the world. Uh and, uh, you know, everybody else can hop on. I know that the Marines always talking about us giving them a ride and whatnot. And it's because they can't drive without crayons. <laughs> and so uh, <clears throat> talk to us about the, your hats because I, I know you use a very specific brand. And uh, the quality is, is definitely, I mean, 
it's definitely worth what you charge and more. So um, as far as the leather goes, initially I was sourcing my leather locally and going and handpicking every single hide, and which was great. Uh, now I'm using... Um, it's it's grade A flawless leather. There's no scarring from tick bites or horns scratching each other, barbed wire fences, anything like that. The, the quality of the leather is is way better than I could find locally. Uh, generally, I try to go local if I can, but I just I can't get away from this product because it, it's just that great. Um, the hats that I use, they're all Richardson's, Yupong's, uh, Flexfits. Those are the three general brands I use. The one I'm wearing right now is a Dry Duck just because I'm torture testing, uh, torture testing it. You know, I don't want to put anything on the market until I actually try it and see how it works. And now this is biting me. So I'm actually wearing this on a uh, ruck march I'm doing this weekend. I'll be walking uh, 40 miles uh, this weekend and seeing how it handles the sweat and the sun and the torture of that. But as far as brands and colors and options go, I'm, I have access to so many things, Adidas, Reebok, um, Puma, Oakley, Mossy Oak, Realtree, anything like that. The standards that I go with, though, are the Richardsons and the Yupongs, just depending on what is available at the time. I'm still dealing with uh, supply chain issues because of COVID. Um, yeah, and, I, I understand that completely. So... Um, Walk us through how, how the process works. Somebody wants a hat. Uh, I know that we talked a little bit about different things before we actually talked about hats. And so uh, uh, I've got your website pulled up. We can, I can flash that in a second. Um, but somebody contacts you. Let, I'm going to pull your website up so we can look at it while we're talking about it. Let's do that. Yeah, so the website is GetSouthPaw.com. If anybody goes there, some people may notice it, some people may not, but I deliberately have it to where there is no, um, there's no place to put, upload your image or anything like that. Um, I have, a, I, I, I'm a believer in the old school way of things it used to be where there's personal touches. So every single person that orders a custom hat um, has to talk to me on the phone or a Zoom meeting because I want to have that personal touch with people. I don't want to just be a Vistaprint of hats. Nothing wrong with Vistaprint. You know, they, it's great. I use it sometimes. But it's just not where I want to go. And I can scale to where I'm doing a million hats a month. And they're still going to talk to a human. If it's not me, it's going to be somebody. I, mean, just, I just want it to be that way. Um, so basically, once somebody reaches out to me, if they email me, through the site, call me, anything like that. I try and get it, uh, contact them within a day, two at the most. Uh, we'll set up the consultation. Consultation's free. I never charge for, for that. Um, once we have your image, if, if you come to me with a pre-made image, it's ready to go. I generally don't charge uh, for an art setup fee. I think it's highway robbery. If you already paid to have your logo made, and then you're paying for me to use your logo that's already made. It makes no sense to me. Um, art fees are generally pretty inexpensive unless it's something that I have to outsource that I can't. That's just beyond my capabilities. Um, and I, I'll try and give you options to what's going to be the most beneficial for you, both financially and uh, ease of use. Once we get the artwork going, I make sure that you approve it before I slap it on the hat. And then uh, that's that. I get asked a lot of times what my minimum order is. My minimum order is one. I never let or anybody order less than one hat. Um, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that that's really important uh, today, J.D., the, the approach that you're taking. It's the approach I, I take. You know, you've got bags of coffee for me. And so uh, I take the same approach. And I, I believe that you have to personalize because – you know, there's a thousand hat makers out there. There's a thousand coffee roasters out there. 
And so, you know, we have to edge up. And, of course, being military, I really think gives us an edge just in the way that we think. And so, you know, we, we want something that's, that's better than the other products that are out there. And, uh, and you're definitely – I know that you do that. I, like I said, I've talked to you myself. I mean, I'm a customer. Um, and so I, I really did appreciate the, you know, where you, you can't really order it. I mean, you, you can order a basic cap, but you can't really order any, anything that you want that's different without talking to you. And, and that's, that's important today, I think, because, you know, especially in this, you know, COVID era where everybody's at home shopping from their, from their computer – um, you know, when somebody takes the time out to talk to you about their product and um, and how best to approach it, uh, I think that goes a long way, you know, to, you know, where your company stands above others. And, and I don't knock anybody. I never tear anybody down for working. I mean, you know, God bless everyone who's got a job and who's gainfully employed. But uh, I, I believe you have an edge. I really do. Sorry, I missed about 30 seconds of that. For, I don't know if it was my end or your end, but I lost all the audio. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I apologize. I don't no know. problem. I was just saying I that, that I think it's really important, the one-on-one -on -one that you do. And I, I, I think that's what sets your company above other companies that are making hats. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard the part where I said everybody can make a hat. Everybody makes coffee, right? Mm -hmm. But what sets us different is the one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and like I said, you know, I've sent you coffee. I've sent a lot of people. I coffee. was absolutely blown away with, with the personalization when you sent me the coffee the first time around. It was with the, the pennies with the crosses and um, the letter, the cigar, because we talked about cigars uh, <laughs> yeah. during our first phone call, uh, which was excellent, by the way. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and it, it, it's really it's really good too because um, the meeting that we had because I uh, I've recently been delving more into getting a stronger faith or a stronger base for my faith. Um, I've never not believed, but I was definitely not a follower for years and years and years. My wife drugged me kicking and screaming into church about three years ago, and uh, it it really took a while for me to get out of my head and, and let things start happening. The right way and it's it's still a struggle but it's it, things are starting to fall in place and, and i'm making connections with people like you and i don't think it's coincidence um <laughs> the pray hat uh, yeah you know that that is by far one of my favorite designs i've ever done because it's just so simple yet so bold powerful man and, yeah it was I, the, the words thrown around too often but it's divine you know, yeah uh, I haven't walked out of the house with this hat on that somebody hasn't asked. And, you know, it, it's, uh, it's all about starting a conversation. You know, in my mind, you know, that's what God's got planned for me. I'm going to plant – I'm going to be a farmer. I'm going to plant seeds. That's all I'm going to do. That's all God's got, in, you know. It's, and the foreseeable future, um, that's what I see that he has for me. And so uh, the other day, uh, I don't know if – I'm sure you're familiar with Doc Dave Jocelyn. He's got a podcast called Bullets to Beans. And, I, and I, I listen to some of his podcasts, and I really like his perspective. So I listened to a few more, and then I listened to a few more. And I was like, dude, when's the next one? I need, I need the next – you know, I need my doc fixed, you know. <laughs> and so I said, how do I get my coffee on your show? He says, well, I buy some coffee from you. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work. Uh, you give me your address. Did, I, did you lose my audio? You still hear me? It froze up a little bit. Let's see what happens. You still there? You still there? Okay. Okay, I got you now. It came back on. Yeah, now I'm noticing it. Um, so I said, uh, you give me your address, and I'm going to send you some coffee. And then, and then if you like it, then talk about it, you know. And if you don't, then, then don't. And uh, so I sent him some coffee. So it's like I did you. I did a little, you know, I talked to him a little bit. And we, we talked about what he did in the military and uh, things that he liked, you know. And so I sent him, and uh, he had got the bronze star at some point. So I put a bronze star on one of his bags, and I sent it to him. And, and um, uh, I sent him some special coffee that I'm not going to talk about because it's not going to be on the website. But 
anyway, I sent him some coffee that I had made that was just a one-off single run just for him and, and another guy. And so, um, you know, he started, he's got that podcast and he started talking about our coffee on his podcast. And so, uh, and he said the same thing. It's really important. And I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's just us. Is it, maybe it's just the military community, but I've gotten a lot of feedback from people, uh, even in the, cause I belong to this other group called coffee, coffee, coffee. I think it's like 30,000 people. So oh, it's crazy, but they're from all over the world. And so I've made some customers in that group. Uh, and I've sent some coffee, you know, and, and I get the same thing, man. It's really is that it's that personal uh, touch. But what I was getting at was, you know, I send all that stuff in my packages. Right. And so I'm just my job is not to do much else except so I want to start a conversation with somebody. And how do you do that with a business? I can't tell you how many times people told me, well, listen, you can't put God in front of your company because it's not going to work. And I'm like, man, I don't think you understand if I don't put God way out in front of my business, my business is destined to fail. And so uh, I, you know, Doc, Doc believes I've, I've read uh, some papers that he's written. So I know he's a believer. I know he struggled after the war uh, with, you know, like a lot of guys come back with PTSD and whatnot. And he had some issues and he's got them on his, you can read the paper on his, on his site and, and read a little bit about it. But um, the last episode that he did, uh, it was, uh, he was, he was doing the strong and courageous, the Joshua one and nine coffee, the medium roast. Um, and I didn't put the whole verse in there. All I put was the scripture and on his podcast live, he read the entire verse that I put on there. And I thought, wow, I didn't ask him to do that. I didn't, you know, all I did was just doing me, right. I'm doing what I do. And, uh, and in, in, you know, to come out of that was on this podcast that he's got, you know, he read, he read the whole scripture. And so uh, to me, that's part of why I send all that stuff. Cause you just never know where somebody's at or when somebody's hurting. And you and I know both know, well, the veteran community suffers greatly with a lot of bad stuff. And so you just never know who might need to, and it may not need to be, you know, right out of the Bible or something that I tell you that I believe in God or it just may be that you are acting on a teaching of being kind of one another and you're kind, you reach out to one of your brothers or sisters, or even if they're not somebody you serve with, but they are a brother or sister, you know, and they're struggling with something and you just never know what kind word that you might say uh, that might, that might just change their whole day, might change their whole week, you know? Uh, are you familiar with uh, Nick Ron? He he's the founder of uh, Warriors Next Adventure. He's a he's a veteran, mm-hmm. and the his his uh, organization. It's a nonprofit that does a lot of the uh, outdoor, super extreme sport type things with with veterans. And he and I both have what it's it's kind of an unpopular veteran opinion. But I'm not a fan of the 22 push-ups uh, challenge. I, I don't I. Personally, I don't think it does any good to do a bunch of push-ups on Facebook besides have all your veterans say one, 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 because you can't do a good push-up anymore. <laughs> At least I can't. Uh, but what he started is the uh, Reach Out 22 and, and challenge, which is every day reach out to a different veteran buddy that you haven't talked to in a couple of years or a couple of months, whatever. Just reach out say, hey, what's going on? And then at the end of the conversation, say, hey, I reached out to you because I'm doing this challenge. And why don't you call 22 veterans starting tomorrow? And it just, it, it just, it's exponential growth at that point if everybody starts doing it. And just, because reaching out to somebody is going to be much more powerful than doing some push ups. And I think that him starting that challenge is, is going to have a lot greater impact. Uh, in the long run, if, if people start doing it, and just it's one of those things where if you start doing it every day, it's going to become habit for you to start reaching out to more and more people. Okay, oh wow, I haven't heard from this guy in six years, and I saw a Facebook post. Let me send him a message. You doing okay, brother? Yeah. And sometimes that's all it takes to make an impact. Yeah, I mean, you just never know where somebody's at, uh, you know, and and all it takes is a is a call from some you know from somebody that that they can relate to, you know, in most cases. 
um, that's one of the things that 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 uh, Doc Jocelyn talked about. You know, he doesn't agree with the 22. I, I started, I got called out, and I started doing them. And about day four or five, because I'm so fat, I hurt my back. And so I was just not fat enough to get my stomach off the ground, but it was enough to pull my back down. And so I ended up with a, I couldn't, I couldn't walk one morning. I was like, what is going on? You know, what did I do yesterday? But um, I, I was, you know, I listened to one of his podcasts and that's what he was talking about. He says, you know, it's fine. If you want to do the 22 a day for 22 days or whatever, you know, that's, that's all great and dandy, but what are you doing on day 23? You know, what are you doing the day after that and the day after that? And, you know, you're doing, again, like you said, you're on Facebook and every one of your friends is dogging you because you can't do a solid push-up anymore. And uh, I've got the push. It's the up <laughs> part that gets me. <laughs> I mean, how does that, you know, and I, I didn't serve in combat. I got out of the service uh, when most of y'all were in high school, I think, uh, most of the Gulf War guys. And so maybe even younger, I don't know. But I, I got out of the service in 95. And so by the time it came around to 01, uh, I was probably somewhere close to 400 pounds. Um, and I wasn't going anywhere, man, except, you know, to the refrigerator. And so, but I had, I had spoke to some of the guys that I served with and they're like, man, what are you going to do? I said, man, I'll just go to the recruiter, get over there, you know? And, um, and so I know that some of the guys, you know, one of my really close friends, Scott Riley, he, he's been in this whole time. We served together on the Truett, uh, along with another friend of ours, John Grantham. And we all talk regularly, you know, and uh, and it doesn't doesn't hurt that we're aligned politically. So, so we have our little private groups that we talk back and forth. But, uh, you know, Scott ended up doing almost a year in Djibouti. And, uh, and you know, it started out as supposed to be a six-month deal, and they were going to patrol the waters and all that. And then COVID took a hold of everything and changed it all. And, and uh, they had a pretty rough, you know, they just barely got home and stuff. Um, you know, those connections that you make, regardless of what situation you were in, they mean something. And, and especially the guys that served in combat, the guys that got shot at, you know, the guys that, that had to return fire, uh, those guys, it, you know, it might just, like you say, it, it just might be a phone call from a buddy. Hey, man, you doing all right? And that, that might change their whole, you know, who knows where they're at? Look how many of them, you know, I think Doc did a – Doc Jocelyn did a um, – my brother just checked on, so so Scott Riley's watching now. Uh, but uh, Doc Jocelyn was talking about – I think I lost my sound again, didn't I? I don't know what it's doing. Everything's new. Let's see. Maybe it's just uh, – there we go. There we are. Okay. Um he was talking about that too. You just, um, you just never know, man. There's a lot of guys that are hurting and, and, uh, there's a better way to make, make that particular thing clear. Um, I noticed also that you're doing something with the community, uh, with your business and, and, you know, if you don't mind, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes, but I know, you know, you reached out to some of us cause you were, you were not hitting those sales, you know, where you wanted to hit the sales marks. Where, where most of us know we need to be, right, or want to be. Um, let me put that back, need to be, because we'd love to be, you know, in the seven-figure, uh, you know, two-comma businesses. But uh, Why stop at seven? <laughs> right? Eight, nine, I mean, whatever. But um, the, uh, you know, the uh, – uh, I've lost, I've lost my you – were, you reached out because you were talking about that. And I, and I just totally lost my train of thought, man. Well, you're saying that about something I'm doing with my community. Uh, oh, that's I'd right. Recently, I'd recently partnered with uh, CASA for this month. Uh, for people that don't know what CASA is, it is um, court-appointed special uh, advocates. I've linked out on the word. Uh, yeah, court-appointed special advocates. But what it is, it's a group of uh, volunteers that go through, it takes like 24 hours of training before they're even allowed to think about advocating but they are the voices for uh, children in the foster system uh, whether it be in court uh, medical doctor's offices uh, school functions making sure that they they 
get what they need in school if they have special needs, making sure that any of that's taken care of. And most of these kids are bouncing from house to house to house to house, but they keep the same advocate for the whole time. Uh, just in my county alone this year, there's been, I think it's 481 foster children advocated for from, from CASA. It is a nationwide organization. I'm just working with my local one because I want to keep um, I want to keep my donations local if possible. You know, I'm charitable other other ways, but um, this particular one kind of hit home, especially seeing when they gave me the tour. We went to the, my wife and I went to uh, their facilities last week and gave us the tour. They've been closed down for COVID, but they can't gave us a behind the scenes and seeing how much goes into uh, supporting these children and and. It was it was it was really crushing to see what some of these kids have to go through before they have these strangers just give up their lives to help them out. Um, and it's everything as simple as there's a group locally that makes quilts that have uh, poems, safety pins to them that they give to these kids when they enter the program, um, all the way up to the the volunteers that go to all their court dates and their doctor appointments, um, people donating backpacks and clothes and toys and coloring books, some of the stuff that these kids have never seen before. And and even if I can only give them a dollar, I want to give them everything I possibly can because it's just such a great, great organization. Uh, you know, granted, it does have its, its overhead, but the huge majority of the funding directly affects the children's lives. That's amazing, man. Uh, and such a, you know, there's, I know there's a need, there's a, uh, a really, you know, big need for that. And, and I commend you for that. That's, uh, that's not something that I'm sure you just decided to throw a dart and I'm going to help this charity out. So. Uh, well, I just want to do something charitable. And, and I was talking with my wife, She's, she's kind of my backboard. I, I bounce ideas off of her all the time. And uh, she, she usually tells me how stupid many of them are and, and puts me in my place. But she was the one that came up with, with Casa. And as soon as she said it, I'm like, yep, that's the one. It, it just made perfect sense. That's awesome. And I know that, uh, that they're probably going to be better, man, with you, with you, with your influence. Absolutely. So um, we'll wrap this up because – I don't know how long we've been going. I, I, I didn't make a mark of the time, but I know we started after five. And so it's, uh, it's six Oh nine. Um, I just wanted to let you plug your company one more time, because I mean, that's the whole reason why you and I jumped on a call in the first place. And so, um, uh, just, I would, I would like for you to punch your company one more time. Okay, so it's Southpaw Laser Concepts, based out of Corpus Christi, Texas. I specialize in custom laser engraved leather, um, patched hats, beanies, morale patches, or snafu patches, um, like what he's wearing, what I'm wearing. Uh, I specialize in business to business and single orders. Go to getsouthpaw.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-U-T-H-P-A-W, all one word. Dot com. You can email me directly at jd at getsouthpaw.com, uh, facebook.com slash Southpaw Laser Concepts. I try to keep it as simple as possible because I can't remember too many other names. Uh, yeah, there it is right there on the screen. And so, and as we were discussing with the CASA, 10% uh, of all my revenue is going to CASA on November 30th. So every single order is going to go is, is going to help uh, that out. Um, yeah, that's a wine tote there on the on the very left. Holds two bottles of wine. Got some koozies there for Vetted VA. Vetted VA is a great place to go if you're looking to buy a house and you're a veteran and you want to use the VA. Um, the people that are in that group are not allowed to solicit you. They're only allowed to answer your questions and try to get you steered the right way so you're not uh, a, a the prey of predatory lending. So vetted VA on Facebook is the place to go. I'm giving them a plug. They don't pay me, but they are amazing. Uh, Quick Start Lending is just uh, one of my one of my really good loyal com uh, customers. These are some other hats I've done for uh, 
let's see, community, community lending is veteran, atomic fishing is veteran, second phase academy is veteran. Um, again, vetted VA, the pay it for, everything at the pay it forward section, uh, proceeds from those sales all go to one charity or another. The thin blue line goes to a law enforcement charity, the thin red line goes to a firefighting charity, thin green line goes to a veteran charity, and then all the CASA, um, hats, beanies, um, those are helping go towards the CASA stuff. You don't have to buy a CASA hat or beanie for it to go to, um, to CASA this month. It's every single sale is going, is going to have funds going that way. Awesome, man. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, you took some time to, to chat. I always, I enjoyed our last conversation. I know we keep hitting each other back and forth on messenger, which I think is, is probably how most of us do business nowadays anyway. Um, because we're all running at light speed, you know, chasing our tails. And so, um, but again, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad to, to cut my teeth, so to speak, uh, with the interview process and uh, my wife always says I talk too much and so I need to work on that. And, uh, but she's kind of like you, the way you explained that you describe your wife is how I describe my wife too. She's, she's the one that I bounce all my stuff off of. And if she doesn't like it, it's probably not a good idea. It's, yeah. Don't tell my wife I said all this nice stuff about her. I don't want her getting too much of an ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta watch the Texas women, man. But, uh, she, she's great. She's, I would be dead or in jail if it weren't for her. So, Amen to that, brother. I, I, I don't know. I haven't lived such a, you know, challenge. I haven't had so many challenges in my life as you have because I've listened to your other, you know, interviews with Richard and stuff. Uh, but uh, I did struggle with things, and if it wasn't for Connie, I feel the same way. I, I would not be uh, where I'm at today, getting blessed the way I'm getting blessed, you know, with people and, and with the business. And so, uh, again, I, I really thank you for taking time out. Uh, I hope that I get good at this and we can do this again uh, when I'm a little more refined and, and hopefully a little more uh, tech savvy. Uh, I know we had a lot of issues early before we even got started today. So uh, thanks again for everything you do. And uh, I'm going to uh, continue to plug your business. I, I love the hats that you made. I've got more orders for the Prey hat for you. Uh, and so, and I got some coffee coming your way too. Outstanding because I need some. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Jared. Thank you very much. Take care, man. Have a good one.